They did this really cool thing where they looked to see basically the mix of dog breeds in a neighborhood changed. What was the relationship between that and real estate prices in that zip code? So yeah, watch out for French Bulldogs in your neighborhood. It might mean that your rent is going up. Today on State Scoop's Priorities Podcast from Scoop News Group, 10,000 requests for help on New York City's data. Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities Podcast. Every Thursday, you'll get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world and learn about the latest news and trends ahead for the industry. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Here's what's happening this week. The U.S. digital response is calling for the creation of a, quote, common app to standardize, streamline, and simplify the federal grant process for state and local governments. The group says the complexity of the federal grant process discourages underserved communities from applying and that making the process of finding, applying for, managing, and reporting grants easier will ease the burden on federal agencies and increase aid to state and local governments. A Maryland school district said that the personal information of school staff may have been leaked online after a cyber attack hit its network service earlier this month. The Prince George's County Public School District said it identified the malicious activity on its servers on August 14th, and the attack impacted about 4,500 out of 180,000 district user accounts. The National Telecommunications and Information Administration published draft rules outlining which materials for federally funded broadband build-out must be made in the U.S. versus which materials can be purchased from overseas providers. Federal regulations require that 55% of federally funded programs have project materials that are manufactured domestically, creating a challenge for the deployment of broadband where many components of fiber optic networks are produced outside the country. You can find these stories and more at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. New York City's Open Data Help Desk received its 10,000th inquiry this month. The program, housed within the city's Office of Data Analytics inside the Office of Technology and Innovation, started in 2017 and is designed to help anyone in the city who wants to find a particular data set or who needs help interfacing with the city's open data catalog. Martha Norick is the city's chief analytics officer. She tells State Scoop's Killing Quinlan about how she got started in the role and what the help desk means for the city's open data efforts. I was just the luckiest girl in the world. Um, the uh, I uh, started working for the city um, in uh, in 2014. Um, I worked at a few different agencies, and right before I took this job, I. Um, I worked for the mayor's office for economic opportunity, which does a lot of work with the city's different health and human services data sets, integrating them together to help better understand sort of a holistic view of, of a New Yorker, even though they, you know, um, uh, might be uh, show up in different data sets, you know, they're really one person and uh, we can really improve service delivery by better understanding sort of how um, how people appear in different data sets. So I, you know, I really caught the, uh, caught the bug for, um, for data and analytics. Um, when I first graduated from college, I worked as a community organizer, which really, you know, is, uh, all about sort of collecting, um, data to help better, um, to help people, you know, collectively improve their communities. And I got really curious about how that data was being used. Um, and that ultimately led me into, you know, learning about different ways to use data to solve problems, to increase efficiency and equity and, um, and effectiveness. Um, and yeah, in, in 2021, I became the city's chief analytics officer and I have loved every second of it. And I think I have the coolest job in New York. So then what does your like day to day look like? 
Yeah, um, our office, the Office of Data Analytics um, at the Office of Technology and Innovation does a few different things. We have a team of data scientists that works that work with city agencies and with City Hall on sort of specific scoped data science projects. A lot of our projects um, look to help um, optimize scarce resources. So, for example, we've worked with the um, Housing Preservation and Development Agency, along with the Department of Buildings, to help better target inspections, um, inspection resources that are looking for instances of tenant harassment, um, people, landlords that are harassing their tenants to try to, to you know, um, get them out so that they can re-rent the apartments at higher rents. Um, there's only so many inspectors, they can only inspect so many units in a given week. Um, so one of the great things that analytics can do is help target those um, help target those inspections so that they're working as uh, efficiently as possible. Um, we also have um, uh, we also have a team that works on data governance and engineering, um, which is really about making the data ecosystem better for everybody that that works in data in the city. New York City has, I think, almost three hundred thousand municipal employees. It's a really large. Um, it's a really large city government workforce, and so there are people in all different agencies and offices across the city that are working with data, and we're trying to make sure that, that their data is well documented, that they have good processes, that they are... Um, uh, that they're constantly getting opportunities to learn um, about new techniques or new ways to work with data. Um, and then finally, we run the city's open data program, which is one of the um, oldest and largest municipal data um, open data programs in the country, if not the world. And uh, we work with a network of open data coordinators. Um, so those are folks who work at city agencies who are responsible for making sure that their agency's data is up to date, is well documented, is on the open data portal, um, and they we work with them every day to make this data accessible and understandable and, and there for anyone to use. Yeah, and then that leads us nicely into the reason why we're talking today, uh, which is because the New York City Open Data Help Desk received its 10,000th inquiry this month. Uh, before we unpack that and what that what that means, can you talk a little bit about the history of the help desk? Yeah, the New York City Open Data Program started in 2012 um, with a piece of legislation um, that was uh, signed into law by then Mayor Bloomberg. So we just celebrated our 10th birthday last year, which is a big, a big milestone. Um, the open data program, the open data law basically makes all of New York City's data open, um, open by default. So if the government produces a data set, then the government needs to make sure that that data set is available to the public with obviously some exceptions for personally identifying information. Um, and security and some other uh, some other sort of carve outs there. Um, the New York City uh, Open Data Help Desk started in 2017, um, and we're uh, the Help Desk is staffed by some really incredible um, incredible team members, um, including Ariana Holder, who's really the um, front line of the uh, front line of defense for or not defense, I guess the uh, the, the front line for <laughs> for anyone any New Yorker that is looking for information about open data. Um, we take a few different types of, um, you can, you can talk to us about anything, but, uh, the, you know, the most common things that people are, 
um, contacting us about are questions about particular data sets. And in that case, we can help um, we can help connect people, um, connect members of the public with the folks who actually create the data or who are responsible for the data from the, from the city agency. Um, you can request a new data set through the help desk. So if you think that there's a data set that should be on open data that's not on open data, or if there's something you're curious about and you think that an agency or the city government should be able to produce that data set, um, you can ask for it and we will tell you um, you'll get a response. Sometimes what people ask for, you know, the, nobody is collecting that information, so we're not able to create a data set. But if we possibly can, we definitely will. Um, and we'll work with the agency to make that happen. Um, you can tell us about an error in the data set or an error in the documentation. You can uh, you can ask um, you can request a training. Um, so we have an uh, we can talk more about this, but we have a really great um, program called the Open Data Ambassadors Program um, that we uh, that we where we partner with a local civic technology organization, Beta NYC, to provide. Um, online trainings to folks who are new to open data. The ambassadors are all volunteers. Some of them are city employees. Some of them are librarians. Some of them are just civic technology enthusiasts, or maybe they work for technology companies in the city and are passionate about open data. Um, they've all been trained on a really um, a really great curriculum that helps folks um, uh, get oriented to how to use the open data website, how to understand, uh, how to read a data set, how to understand what a data set means what a row represents how to under how to you know look at the data dictionary or understand the metadata or the data about the data set um, and then how to sort of answer questions that they might have about issues in their community using one of new york city's most popular data sets the 311 data set which is a data set of all of the service requests that have come through the 311 um uh 311 uh, Wow. Um, so can you tell me what the 10,000th inquiry was? Do you guys have it cataloged? <laughs> um, we do, but unfortunately it wasn't that interesting. Okay. <laughs> about our mailing list. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was okay. really hoping it would be like a request for a, uh, I don't know, a really awesome data set that didn't exist, but it, it was a request about the mailing list. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Um, have there ever been like you just mentioned like requests for data sets that y'all were like, why, why hasn't anyone thought of this before? And how did you handle it? Oh, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure that I mean, we're constantly finding out about new and exciting data sets in the city. Um, I think the most recent one that was created as a as a as a um, from a from a citizen request is a data set about the pounds of digested sludge or will be, sorry will be created from a from a citizen request is a data set from the Department of Environmental Protection about the pounds of digested sludge which should be a fascinating data set um, and we're always we're always learning about new and exciting ways that people are using existing open data sets as well there was a really great um, piece uh, in the New York Times a few years ago now about um, using the dog licensing data to help understand gentrification. There's a data set on the open data portal that has one row per dog per licensing year. And it has the dog, uh, the name of the dog, the breed of the dog, and the zip code that the dog is registered in. And they did this really cool thing where they look to see basically 
as you know the mix of dog breeds in a neighborhood changed what was the relationship between that and real estate prices in that zip code which is like so cool and creative and a way to use open data that you know we certainly had not thought of before um so yeah watch out for french bulldogs in your neighborhood it might mean that your rent is going up so you know in addition to like allowing people to kind of you know use data or learn how to use data um, in these uni- unique and very singular ways. Um, y'all also offer like training on that too. And in fact, you guys have your your next virtual class coming up uh, September 8th. You know, you talked a little bit about, you know, what folks can expect to learn, but would you mind walking me through how people get involved if they're, if they're interested? Yeah, um, you can visit our website, um, uh, nyc.gov slash discoveropendata, which has um, the listing of upcoming Open Data Ambassadors trainings, which are the Open Data 101 classes where you can learn how to navigate the Open Data portal, how to use a a very popular New York City Open Data Set um, 311 to answer questions about what's going on in your neighborhood. Um, we also cover how to, you know, read and understand a data set, um, what types of things to look out for with the data set. For example, um, you know, the 311 data set represents service requests that were filed with the city. But if you don't, if you see a rat and you don't call it in, it doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't a rat there. It might mean that just nobody called about the rat. Um, so the ways that sort of data represent reality and the ways that data might not represent reality. Um, we talk a little bit about that in the training. Um, it's a really cool, um, it's a, it's a really great training. You can, even if you've never used data, a data set before, you don't, you've never heard of data and this is all new to you, all great to you. The, uh, um, uh, it's, it's really designed to be an entry level, um, an entry level, uh, way to start getting your feet wet with, with open data. Um, We also, in March, uh, have a really awesome week-long festival called Open Data Week that celebrates all of the different ways that people use open data. The events are all free and open to the public. We've had some really cool events over the years. Um, We conducted a squirrel census in Central Park. We collected data about squirrels. Uh, We have events with lots of different open data coordinators from different agencies. So they have, um, there's opportunities for folks to um, to meet the, the people behind the data sets that, that people are using on open data. We also um, sponsor a um, really cool art exhibition every year um, with our partners, Data Through Design, um, where folks use open data sets to create these incredible art pieces, um, including you know some cool ones from last year um, and used data about uh, the New York City, all of New York City's trees and also the data set about the most common names in uh, for babies in New York City to create these cool tree personas that then they had a kind of like a play on uh, Tinder basically so you could match match with a tree. Uh, that had a name and uh, and learn more about the tree and and uh, I don't know chat with the tree. Um, there's lots of but, but there's been some really amazing um, amazing work over the years by these artists. That um, there was a cool one this last year also using the um, that used like a really kinetic fabric sculpture to to visualize the sea level um, change in New York City over the years. Um, yeah, if, if folks are excited about that, there's um, 
there's information again on our website, nyc.gov slash open data. Um, we, uh, that event is in March and it's all free and open to the public. And we would love to have um, thousands of people come every year. We'd love to have, a, uh, we'd love to have more folks um, come and, and learn and, and experience the joy of, of New York City municipal data. Martha Norick, Chief Analytics Officer for New York City. You can read more about her and the city's open data at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. Coming up in a few weeks from Statescoop, the 2023 IT Modernization Summit. This year's virtual summit takes place on September 19th. You'll hear from more than two dozen leaders in state and local government, as well as higher education on all things digital transformation. Register now for Statescoop's IT Modernization Summit on September 19th. You can find registration links for the summit in today's show notes and always at statescoop.com. You can subscribe to the Priorities Podcast at PrioritiesPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, be sure to leave a review or rating on the podcast page. They make it more likely that more people will find the show. This podcast is a production of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Adam Butler and Carlin Fisher help put it together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. Until next week, I'm your host, Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.